Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. from Eden Hazard, in the Champions League final, Ivanovic! In the middle, it's just behind him, but it's by Hakim Ziyech. Matic with the ball driver! It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast. Coming up on this episode... Well, we're into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, so let's be positive, I guess. (laughs) Oh, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm joined in a virtual room filled with lions. I've got Ollie, I've got Beth, I've got Chris. It's the Thursday show. I, I, but I want to ask you the question. I want to ask, what are you guys looking forward to this weekend? There's loads of stuff coming up. I've got a good one. Um, oh, yes, go on, Ali. I like a good go on, go on, shout out for right. a weekend. Uh, I am likely to go and see Cheltenham play in League One this weekend. My dad lives in Cheltenham. I'm going to visit him. He said, you know, like we neither of us, both of us are Chelsea fans. And he's like, do you want to see a game? I'm like, oh, it's been ages since I've been to the football. So, yeah. And, uh, big so big game against great. Burton Albion. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. what, Ali, though? Ali, I'm not going to suggest anything, but Cheltenham isn't too far away from where we all live. So, I very mean, true. if you're not busy, that's very true. One weekend, I should definitely come up and see you guys. Oh, but not this weekend. Cheers. No, I'm busy. Cheers. That's going to be my heart of the weekend, but no, I've not got any. So, cheers, Ali. Thanks. Listen, you're all invited to the wedding there. anyway. Shut up. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, for me, Start starting today through to Sunday. Oh, ringing the bell! It's the it's the NFL scouting combine where the college players looking to enter the draft showcase their talents. So it's didn't the it's, season end like fifteen minutes ago? Yeah, well we're ready yeah. for season twenty twenty four. Oh, jeez! Uh, hey, I love the combine because it's just all about running fast, lifting heavy, jumping high, and of course you can't forget they have a mandatory drug drug test because nothing says welcome to the NFL like peeing in a cup under pressure. <laughs> well, um, I wish they did a combine for the Premier League. You know, I, I I wish they really could do it. They could take like what are considered the twenty-five or thirty like best like prospects in world football and get them to pee put... in a cup. Yeah, get them to pee in a cup all at the same time, and whoever fills it the first, uh, oh. Chelsea sign. I, I, I tell so, you, so... wouldn't be good at that, Paul Pogba. Oh no! Oh no! I, I, I can imagine he's already dead. I can imagine someone would have be posting posting share uh, like listing them on eBay, and someone would be interestingly enough go, you know what? I'm going to add those to my collection. There's always somebody. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, Chris, what's your what's your thing you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm really hoping for some football this weekend. Um, wait, I can't remember the last time. I had a full weekend of football because of all the rain. So I'm really hopeful, but it's it's still raining, isn't it? So I I'm... thought you meant like in general. I was like, oh, there's a lot of football off. I live in Wales, <laughs> no, mate. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Ollie's only ever seen the rain. so I, <laughs> I've forgotten what the sun looks like. <laughs> there are other weathers. Yeah. <laughs> there are other Could weathers. Could have fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, a word that is. There oh. are other weathers. That, that, that is that is a fact. I mean, there are. I mean, there's many. There there's, are. Uh, hail, there are other weathers. Hail, thunder, yeah. 
That's true. Uh, I've seen that's both not of them. weather, though, is it? A thunder. Snow. Like, it's in snow. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything snow. but the sun, really. Oh, my word. So, so, unfortunately, someone's missing out this content because of the new timestamps we've initiated, and they've gone, Skip, you've missed out on the good content. You really have. Yeah, they have. So, yeah. <laughs> with that news. <laughs> Oh, it's that time of the week. We're going to check out the news that you may have missed in the elevator of Chelsea News. Part of Todd Bowley and Clear Lake's rebuild strategy has been to assemble a young, talented Chelsea squad capable of growing into serious contenders just as Klopp and Guardiola leave the Premier League. An associate of a top coach who would almost certainly be linked with succeeding Pochettino Sachs remarked, every manager will be in trouble with this team. Christopher Nkunku is going to be out for up to a month after picking up an injury in the League Cup final. And finally, the only way I feel that we can handle the current Chelsea situation is just to mean it with Simpsons reactions. I mean, there's another. It was a. It was a weirdly quiet week. I thought, weirdly quiet. And then, then there was a damn injury. There was that. Oh. Um, there was oh. that one bit of news as well about Mudrick. I don't know if it was true or not. Um, about like how he was in tears or whatever I when he couldn't know. go to Arsenal or something. Uh, but I think that might have been about before like we went in for him anyway. Uh, and I, I do know. think, I, th- I think Fabrizio Romano sort of cleared that up and said that was basically bullshit and that, okay. you know, yeah, obviously, well, he's, obviously he's, he's the one to was trust. his first choice. Yeah, obviously Arsenal was his first choice because that was the ones that were in for him first and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But we, Chelsea were only a team that actually agreed a deal with, with Shaq and he's yeah. all happy to come to us so that that was bullshit basically so that's just nothing <laughs> something out of nothing i mean i mean that, appreciate the fact check <laughs> no no problem no problem that 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 injury i mean the the season is quickly for injuries becoming a bit of a write-off you know you got Nkunku out for fana lavia reese chukwameka malongsar they're all out for the season i mean it's it's quite wild no one bloody picked up a malongsar i put in there I don't Listen, I wasn't going to mention. Is he injured? Is he? He's not. I haven't seen him. It's not fair on the guy. Let's put it that <laughs> like, like it's unfair that we made him stay. He should have left. We should have let him leave. It, it's not fair on him, and I feel bad for him. I so mean, I, just, I, I yeah. hate to meme on him because he's like apparently he's like proper depressed and stuff. So oh, like, don't make me feel. I feel bad now. <laughs> Sorry. And on that, I'm going to quickly go. Pochettino. Oh, here's someone we can meme. Um, he's, he's a yeah, comment. He's fair game. His comment upset a fair few people when he said in a in a press conference that Chelsea is about to win. Liverpool spent four years. Klopp didn't win a title, but got the support from the club. Now they are getting what they deserve because of that. For us, after seven or eight months to get to the final is a massive achievement in this project. I mean, oh, first things first on that. Let's address the Klopp comparisons. You know, Poch and the man himself. Now, nobody's saying that Poch is on Klopp's level just yet. I mean, it's it, it's kind of a modern day example, I feel, of how positive development can unfold over time, even though the early progress isn't the best. I mean, Arteta as well, he's, he's another example. But oh, I've been to and fro on this, really have, because I, I see why there's a lot calling for Poch to be fired. I kind of feel, now I've actually been level-headed with this, I kind of feel, maybe pump the brakes a bit, because I'm I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. We've axed coaches left and right. We know that. Where's that sort of gotten us? And I mean under Clear Lake. I don't mean on like forever. But no, it's not got us anywhere. You know, Potter, Lampard, it's not got us anywhere. And I kind of feel that the whole situation sort of goes beyond just the manager. It's a bit deeper than that. You know, remember Graham Potter. If we stuck with him, we'd be a year further along in this project 
but was he the right man for the job? Yeah, me, in the championship. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we don't get there. But I felt probably not the right man. But I felt at the time that he was a bit out of his depth. But obviously we hit that reset button. We brought in Pochettino. You're leading the project now. And now I'm getting this vibe where we're all seeing it. Folks want to hit reset again. I think we need to be a bit realistic because how many resets before we start looking at the bigger picture, the recruitment, the injuries and the direction that the club is being taken? Those are, for me, more important questions that need answers than just let's fire another manager. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I am. Um, I actually agree with you because I don't think, and I said this loads actually, I don't really know what the solution is. Um, I don't necessarily think sacking Poch is going to help it because I don't think anyone comes in and immediately makes us better. You can bring uh, Mourinho for nostalgia, but would he make a Cincinnati better? Might get some of the table a bit, but I don't think he makes the team better long-term. Um, Amarim comes in, change of formation, maybe makes us better, but again, I don't think it's instant. Um, people just want instant success, and you just don't get that these days. Um, Klopp didn't get it. Arteta mm. didn't get it. Um, even Guardiola, to some extent, didn't get it. Um, so you have got to give the, some of these managers time. I get the frustrations, and, and I've been more frustrated than anyone this season, but sometimes you have to sort of go, well, there's sort of nothing really, no no solution out there. So you just got to stick to what you know at the moment and just see, see what happens. But mm. I, I get why people are getting frustrated. But yeah. I, I fully, fully agree with you. However... This is why what his initial comment really annoyed me. It's because he's taken like a total disregard at the state of each of those clubs were when those prospective managers took over, right? You look at someone like Arteta, Arsenal hadn't won the league in 20 years. You look at Liverpool, they hadn't won the league in 30 years, you know, under Klopp. Um, Whereas Chelsea, in the last 20 years, we've been the most successful club in England. So, of course, the perceptions from the fans and the expectations of the fans are going to be different. It's like mm. if you took, if it's like if someone new took over Real Madrid and then, you know, they start, they fell down the table. And then when the Real Madrid fans complained, they went, oh, yeah, but look how long it took Hirona to get up to the, you know, like top spot on the table. And it's like, well, like you know, before that they were nobodies, right? And and but you know, Real Madrid yeah. were, are massive, massive clubs, and it's a it's a really similar concept here. I feel, and I just what annoyed me is that it's just not that it's just that lack of recognition around like the state of the way the club was before. You know what? You know, what, Ali, that's actually right. You know what the comment reminds you of? If you used to take, if you didn't know anything about Pochettino, and you just heard that one com- comment, you'd think that is a Spurs manager talking. <laughs> yeah right. Uh, I right, mean, like mm. no, you, do you agree with me there? Because like, yeah. it's a proper. I don't want to say lesser club mentality, but it comes from a mentality of not being a serial winner. Chris, that, it does feel oh. like that. Uh, uh, sorry, and just just one more thing. I, so it's just, so that comment is just really frustrating, and it, it just kind of shows where we are as a club. But you're right. We need to hold expectations at the moment. And and again, Mikey, your initial point is actually correct as well. I don't think sacking the manager makes a big difference. I think it probably takes us back first before it takes us forward. And realistically, we need our players to develop. They've got a really decent um, relationship now with Pochettino. It would mm. seems like you'd be like you'd be kind of cutting a lot of that progress and the further progress they can make short. Mm. Chris? 
Uh, well, I, I think Berth and Ali have summed it up perfectly there. M my problem with the comment is he's just wrong. The, the more he talks, the more holes he puts himself in. Because he said that Klopp got four years, but if you look at Klopp's four, first four years, there was clear progress. That was why. Didn't so he get he took into, like, the Europa League final? Yeah, the first so he took, a, he took over from Brendan Rodgers in October in 2015. He finished eighth in the league, which is shit, to be fair. But uh, he, he finished runner-up in the League Cup and the Europa League. The season after, they finished fourth. Now, that's where we should be aiming. And we're fucking nowhere near that. Uh, and didn't get to anywhere near in the Cups. It was shit in the Cups. But uh, third season, finished fourth again, but did get to a Champions League final. Mm. And then in his fourth season, he finished second... And won the Champions League. So he didn't go four years without a trophy at all. So no. uh, what I don't like about it is that you can't compare the situations because there was clear progress. And you could see, I don't know if you can remember back, but you could see as soon as Klopp took over that Liverpool improved. Like Their results were still a bit patchy, but their style of play and what they was doing, there was a marked improvement straight away. And we haven't seen that. And uh, people act like he's took over a club that hasn't been successful for ages. But like Ollie just said, we have been. We won the Champions League three years ago. So mm -hmm. it's it's very recent history that we've had of being successful. And my problem with Poch is the fact that he's come in and we don't really look that much different than we did under the previous managers. There's been no drastic change in what we're seeing we're still talk about the same problems now as we spoke about under the end of thomas tuchel's reign not being able to break down low blocks not being able to score enough goals not taking chances not being clinical enough being too soft at the back it's all the same stuff that we had two years before potch so he hasn't come in and make to mark improvement but the only thing i would say is even even the game last night this season, I think the one thing he has changed is we do have an ability to come back from being behind and win now. The mentality different. Which we sure. didn't have last year. I thought last year, as soon as we went a goal down, you might as well have turned off because we'd lost. But now there there is a a hope that even if we go a goal down, we can still win the game. And I do There's think a proper he has... spirit around the team that he has brought in. Yeah. And mm. it's kind of part of that culture is why I'm so hesitant to say, like, get rid. Mm. And, and 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 Chris is spot on for as many faults as Pochettino does have and as, and as much issues, as many issues as we've felt that he's had throughout the season, you know, like we brought him in to do two things, like help the fitness and, uh, you know, do some youth development. And he's kind of done neither, you know, but at the same time, it feels like he's got the squad on side to an extent that, yeah, sacking him now just wouldn't make any sense with the rest, like with only three months left in the season. You may as um, well give him the rest of it. I would say the only, the only, the only way I would I would get rid of him now would be to get in an absolute proven winner. If you're gonna go for another chancing manager, if you're gonna replace him with Deserve, there's no point. Because we'll just be in the same yeah, position right. again. You know, either yeah, replace him yeah. with someone who's a proven winner who knows how to get results mm -hmm. or don't replace him at all. 
That that's mm. the decision they've got to make. They can't do what they did last time when we sacked Potter and ended up getting yes. Lampard, which was just an absolute disaster. Yeah. From dare start say, to finish. Dare we say I would almost be hesitant to to even sack him for next season. I mean, yeah. I mean, Einstein. I, did, I think that yeah. depends a little bit like where we end up this season, yeah, results yeah. and stuff for yeah. sure. But but you can sli- you can see the argument at the very least of their of their like of that continued progression. Like what happens with this manager in the second year, you know, yeah. like, because... I, I mean, on that, I, Einstein yeah. said that the definition of insanity was doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And we've been down that road a million times and it hasn't panned out like we hoped. So maybe patience, give it a shot, see where it takes us. And if we're in the same boat a year from now, then we revisit the conversation. But for now, let's just chill because... However, if we get to the uh, the FA Cup final and lose it, <laughs> I'm gonna go believe. Yeah. On that, on that note, <laughs> the FA Cup took centre stage this midweek, despite my complaints about it being a weekend competition. The FA ignored my voice, continued with it anyway. So this time, it's sponsored by We Won. I'm not happy about it, but we won. <laughs> so, I how many winners did we all find? I've got three. I've got yeah, three. three. Yeah, I've got, I've got. First, I'm surprised you haven't got eight, like you normally do. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I'd be curious if we've all got this one down. I got Moises Caicedo. Yeah, I I do as well. Yeah, I haven't got Moises Caicedo. Well, I I kind of feel that this man's been putting in the work quietly every single game. I mention it too uh, very quietly because I'm talking about it too often, so it's very loud. But at first, yeah. He, he was a bit shaky for us, maybe even had a couple of rough patches at the start of the season. But now I feel that consistency is in his game. It's it's like seven out of tens we do see often. And that's kind of what he's all about. You know, some some will point to obviously that £300 million fee that we paid for him. And they, they will go, oh, look, justify that. I've said before, there's no point comparing performances to fees, as I've always said, because judge on what they bring to the team, to the game. And what I saw yesterday was he was on the pitch putting in the work balancing like a tightrope walker he was shrugging off the challenges like nothing and he was keeping the ball to feet and that partnership with Enzo that's a little bit of telepathy you know something's going on there because I like it they're clicking they're vibing and it's sort of making a difference and yeah pundits are going to be ignoring Kaiseido and his performances but hey do that at your own risk because he's making moves this season and I'm happy for him to be completely going under the radar because he only benefits Chelsea. Why is he a winner yeah. for you? Uh, he's a winner for me because he was our best midfielder yesterday. Um, you know, I know um, we'll get to Gallagher, I'm sure. Or, you know, we might talk about Enzo. But I thought Caicedo, like you say, Mikey, he's putting in the work and he's just quietly getting on with his game. Um, some people are unhappy that he dives in so much. Um, I would say that his kind of, his job is to stick his boot in uh, as the as the sort of lone DM. And if he's not doing that, he's not doing his job. Um, so, you know, he just feels like he's really kicked on from the start of the season where he did really struggle at first. And, you know, it feels a lot of the time like he's carrying Enzo anyway at times. So it feels like he's doing the job of a couple people. You know, he's breaking up the play so well. His passes into the final third, people are saying it's not good, but they're wrong. Uh, it, it just feels like because of the price that he came in for, people are never, ever going to judge him fairly. Uh, and so regardless of what people of how he plays you're going to get people saying that he struggled because he didn't like score a hat trick from dm or whatever because he cost 115 million so i think for him he's damned if he doesn't damned if he doesn't so he's best off just uh just sort of it 
blocking out all news. Mm. Chris? Yeah, everything you boys just said. I think the problem with Caicedo is he is a he's a victim of expectation. And I, I think yeah. he is living proof that when you play for a team like Brighton, no one expects you to play as well as he did. So when you do, you really stand out and everyone's like, God, oh, he's really good. And then when you go for 115 million, if you're not perfect, people will pick up on it. Like I can imagine because I didn't watch him every single week at Brighton last season because not, uh, I doubt any fan of another team watched every single Brighton game last year. So he may well have had poor performances for them, but no one would talk about it because he was at Brighton. You, you're at, When you're at a club like Chelsea, you have a bad game and it's really highlighted. You can have a good game and make one mistake and that's all people talk about. That doesn't yeah. happen at smaller clubs. And this is what people have to realise that when you're signing these players from lesser clubs in the Premier League, they are going to be over-exaggerated their ability because they're going to, they're either going to stand out for being a good player in a poor team mm. or they're going to stand out because no one expected them to and everyone's just surprised that someone that good can be playing for a club like that. But when you when you move, that doesn't happen anymore. And I think that's what's happened with Carcedo. I actually don't think overall he's having much a much different season to what he had at Brighton. I just think the expectations killed him. Yeah, I think that's, that's a fair point. Uh, Berth, who's a winner since we've all had Caicedo? Um, I'm going to go for Conor Gallagher, seeing he's on midfielders. Um, yeah, he's, he's on mine uh, as well. Yeah. Not in he, I know he didn't nope, play the whole nope. game, but, <laughs> but when, he, uh, when he came on, obviously he got the winner. But for me, yeah. he's just an, he, he, just, he literally is a game changer for us at the minute. I know at the weekend he missed a few chances, but as soon as we, uh, he went off, um, at the weekend, he, he lost a lot of energy. Um, the team did. Um, I didn't think we looked as good. And so I applied for, for yesterday. I didn't think we were great in midfield for the large part of the game. But as soon as he came on, he um, he just changed the tempo for us. And, and the goal is absolutely sensational. The touch he takes is phenomenal. I don't He's think like running like backwards enough, when he receives the ball yeah. on the half turn. It's a really well taken goal. It, it, it's superb and the finish is great and I just I really like Conor Gallagher and it's such a contrast to the start of the season where I really didn't think he was all that I thought he was a good player and that was it but for me now he's he's our best midfielder he's our player of the season I just I can't get enough of the bloke and for me he's just um, yeah he had to be a winner from yesterday Anything to add to that Chris? Uh, well I just want to put I just want to put something to bed and on the record this this notion that he has no technical ability. I knew you was going to say that. I'm so glad you said that. It's just it's something nonsense. that they've carried on from the start of the season where he did give the ball away a lot at the start of the season. Um, but no one's took into account the fact that he's really improved since he has a he has a 90.7 percent pass accuracy in the Premier League this year. That's, That's not a player with no technical ability. Mm. That's a better pass accuracy than Enzo, by the way who's only at 87%, who everyone raves about his technical ability. So I don't know what we're talking about then. But, you know, people have got to realise that players can improve as the season goes on. And yes, at the start of the season, he had a few bad games and he did give the ball away sloppily really bad at the start of the season. And it was probably fair then to say that his technical ability wasn't the best. Mm. But it but is people now. Are, people are still judging Gallagher on... On like his first couple games, like under Tuchel, where he looks so raw and like got set yeah. off and all that stuff, like he's just he's not the same player as that anymore. No. He just isn't. And he has improved. 
that what annoys me is is that people are saying that some people are, if you like Conor Gallagher they say you only like him because he's English you only rate him because he's English the reality is if we'd signed him for 100 million everyone would have him as their profile picture on Twitter yeah that's yeah. the reality people don't like him because he didn't cost 100 million and he's homegrown mm. and it's he's an easy one to pick on but the reality is like Berth said he has been our player of the season and oh, there's no yeah, one out there yeah. who can make a compelling argument why he isn't no, I, I 100% uh, agree, actually. Well, Cole Palmer. He's not yeah, been our Palmer, player of the season. He's been oh, the Palmer can make a case. But that's I, what I, I mean. The you, difference can, is, you can at the very least make a case for him. Is but what the I'm difference saying. between is, if, if you take Palmer out the team, you take Gallagher out the team, one of them changes the whole team dynamic, I think. Yeah, you're I, right, I think, to be fair. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think if you take Gallagher out, our energy goes, our yeah. pressing goes, mm-hmm. our, that tenacity in midfield goes. You take Palmer out, yeah, fair enough, we miss a lot of creativity. But that's it. Mm, um, and yeah. don't get me wrong, I think Palmer is probably the second best player we've had this season. But for me, Amazing. Gallagher. Yeah. Is, I think now that one. Gallagher's banging in goals, I think it yeah. makes a real difference. Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- I think that that's oh, yeah. kind of the, the point. I think even of, before then, though, even before. Yeah, no, he, he, he was. But like, yeah. he's kind of like, since he started scoring goals, it's kind of gone up a level again. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm. yeah. Now, he's, see, now he's actually yeah. turning his game into like contributions in the attacking mm. sense. And that's really important for us. Uh, my second winner was our cup draw look. Man, man. Look, yeah. If you look yeah. at our, yeah. if you look, I mean, we all know what happened last season. But if we look at our cup draws for this season, we've been hitting the jackpot with the lower league sides. No, no, all the disrespect there. And we've been <laughs> at home, for, drawn at ev- home like every, every round. single one. Out of 10 cup ties, we've had six lower league teams. So here are the 10 teams in total. We've had Wimbledon, Blackburn, Brighton, Newcastle, Borough, Liverpool, Preston, Villa, Leeds, and now Leicester. And yes, would you believe it? Every single one of those draws has been at home. I mean, that's that's got to give you a bit of perspective as well on our cup runs. We've been fortunate, but after double Man City last year, I guess we we've learned it. You we've are, learned yeah, it. I think that's fair. You are right though, because this this would remind me a little bit of um, the year we got to the FA Cup final and the League Cup final under Tuchel. Mm. And everyone went, oh, it was a great achievement to get to the final. But it wasn't, because if you looked at the run that we had, we should have beat every single team that we played. Like, we played yeah. Crystal Palace in the semi-final of the FA Cup. Crystal Palace. You should beat Crystal Palace and get to the final. Mm. You know, it's like yeah, this year when good we were they? playing Middlesbrough. You know what I mean? It's it's sometimes getting to the final can be a great achievement. Like when we got to the Champions League final in 2021, even if we'd lost that, I thought we'd done really well to get there when you look at the teams we had to beat to get there mm. so sometimes getting to the final is an achievement sometimes you think we've been really lucky here and I oh, do think our mm. cup draws have been favourable our FA Cup draw from that year was Morecambe at home Luton at home Barnsley away Sheffield yeah. United <laughs> at home City at home remember these were one legs and then we lost to Leicester in the final and the the EFL Cup that was we beat Brant Barnsley and then lost to Spurs on penalties. So mm, that wasn't very good. That wasn't very good. But we won Why the Champions it? League, so who gives a shit? Uh Oli, yeah. who's who's a second winner for you? Um really deserves his flowers after his performance yesterday. Mikhailo Mudrick. Um, yeah, he's on a mind. He's my third winner. Yeah, he was, he's on a uh, mind. 
deployed centrally for the first time. Um, actually, w- when everyone thought it was going to be an absolute disaster, um, he was really good. He actually, I thought he really, really shone. I, I know in the second half we kind of fell off a bit, but the um, yeah, but certainly when he was dr- running things in the first half, actually, I, I thought he was very good. This notion that he's got no technical ability or no sort of <laughs> game intelligence is just nonsense to me mm. because. Like a, a player with no game intelligence doesn't make the passes he does and doesn't make the runs he does. Yes, he can't find separation, and we all know that, and he doesn't know how to stick to the touchline to save his life. But when you deploy him centrally, he doesn't have to. So, and he can kind of go a bit wide if he chooses to because he's got the pace for it. He's he's he's, he's quite two footed. He picks a pass really well. Scored a really good goal, you know, on the first uh, on a first time finish. Uh, it just really deserves his flowers. First start in ages as well after being benched for absolutely ever. Uh, you know, it's for me. It, I, I think he's just got a really good attitude, and it seems like he's mm-hmm. always trying to succeed and always trying to push on at the club. Yeah, and he's taken a lot of criticism, and he doesn't deserve it. I mean, I had him as a winner. I put exactly. I put Mikhailo Mudrik as a ten. I mean, he he did step up in that game, and I ate a lot of humble pie, and I'm glad and I again, did. I was very. Full. I know it's only Championship opposition. I know it's only Leeds. Yeah, but he's still in the game like a Premier League player. Yeah, I mean, his look. I'll I'll humble pie it, but I'll also say his first touch wasn't stellar, but his passing game was unexpectedly for me sharp. You know, his moving off the ball was incredible. Speed, well, we all know that his speed was there in bundles. And overall, it was that sort of transformative performance from him being in that number 10. And he he had his groove and it wasn't it wasn't pressure to just sprint ahead, but he was he was picking his spots and he damn he picked them well. And that goal he scored was a pure bit of poetry you know it's a testament to his skill and his composure especially obviously all the noise that he's had externally on social and in the grounds and you know if we move to looking at that sort of Chelsea front four you've got Jackson leading the line Mudrick maybe pulling the strings behind Sterling on the left Madueke on the right there could be something could be something maybe Palmer, maybe that's Palmer as well yeah, but that, that's the thing. If Mudrick does go to a 10 what does does Palmer go to the wing or Palm, Palmer, Palmer goes Palmer right did. Yeah. yeah, Palmer Palmer doesn't get dropped. He has to go on no, the right. Palmer, Palmer would have to play on the wing, and he's really good on the wing as well. Mm. You could even then, yeah. you sw- when Nkunku's fit, you should put him on the left. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's, yeah, if he's, if, hopefully he's fit for some time soon. Um, did anyone else have Mudrick? Yeah, me. I have Mudrick as well. Any, um, anything I think to I think he played one of the best passes I've ever seen yesterday. He, just he, well, that point. first time, like, it was yeah, totally yeah, sick. switchfield one. Yeah. Like he just he like you must have eyes in your ears to to have seen that pass. That's crazy. It's just um it's ridiculous. But yeah, fair player to me got a goal. I don't think it was a ten out of ten performance, but he, it was a good performance, solid performance. And I, I do quite like him as a ten because he can just drift. Um, he doesn't have to sort of stick to one position. I think I he's just better can't when give up on of, him. Um, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I know what you mean. He's one of those players who kind of just want to do really well. But Werner yeah, was exactly good the same. He's got a good attitude, ain't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's he seems a great lad, and uh, yeah, fair player to me. He, he did play well. Yeah. Um, how many winners have we got left? Because I've got, I've got, I'm all out of winners now. I've got, I've got one. one. I've, I've got, got one. one. Go, f- everyone, go for it. I don't <laughs> one at a time, of course. I just say, I just say, sorry, just before anyone carries on, I just say on Mudrick, he was first half. I thought he was really good yesterday. Yeah, but then. He done the Mudrick thing again, where he disappeared second half. I, I literally can't remember a single good thing he did in the second half. And mm. whenever he, he's fair, whenever he puts he's on a performance well, like that in a Premier League game in one half, I don't care. 
But that's the problem. Whenever he's played well, every single time he's had a good game, he's only ever been good for 45 minutes and then he disappears. He's got to learn to string it together for longer than that because I can see why as a manager you don't start him because if you yeah. get the shit 45 minutes in the first half, you've wasted him then. You've wasted mm. a whole half. You might as well not have bothered. And I think that's his problem. I think that's why Potts is struggling to trust him because he can't string it together for a full game. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully this is a corner turn. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Chris, who's your final winner? Uh Nicholas Jackson. Yeah, he's, yeah, he he's was mine, mine as he's well. Mine, he's mine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Go I ahead. To be fair, he he was he had another good game, got his goal, but he just done what he the same as what he did really in the cup final, where I thought he was good as well. Linked the play well. Bullied the centre back. He's really good. A lot of things, except for the main thing you want from a striker, which is scoring goals. He, I mean, he's he really 10, good. At it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think mm-hmm. he's actually been really underrated this season. I think people have gone way over the top with how bad he's been. I, I, I don't think he's been. He, I don't think he's ever going to be like a twenty-goal a season striker. But if you look at all the good that he does outside of scoring, he's a very, very useful player to have. And I, mm. I do think sometimes he takes a lot of unfair criticism, even when he doesn't score. He's yeah. because he, he is clumsy at times. Like there was one again, there was one in this game where he done an unbelievable first touch <laughs> on his chest. Yeah. And then like, and then <laughs> miscontrolled it afterwards. And it was like, yeah, that sort of sums you up, really. Like yeah. so good yeah. and then so shit. And he is one of them players where you can you can see there is something there. And I think he he's someone who, if we are a little bit patient with, I do think he'll become a really good player. Mm. Anything mm. to add, everyone? Yeah. Um, it, uh, the thing is with Jackson, like you say, Chris, his goal-scoring ability this season has actually been severely underrated. Has he missed chances? Yes. But has he scored 10 goals now? Yes. He's mm. on, you know, like, and you, you even said, Chris, that, you know, you're not sure he could ever be a 20-goal-a-season striker. I feel like there is certainly a season he could score 20 goals. Like he's got he's got 10 already. He's on course in his first Premier League season for what 14 15ish, mm. right? Like and in all competitions, that's really not bad as a starting point. And for me, I think if he gets if he continues to improve as the way especially his mentality is improved when he's talking about how the criticism doesn't bother him anymore. Like I think he could be a really, really good player for us. And I mean like a starting number nine. Good. Mm. Yeah. Berth, yep. anything? Yep. Final thoughts You're on muted, Jackson? Berth. He's muted himself. <laughs> this, this happens all the time, right? <laughs> this happens himself. all the time. <laughs> I'm never not professional. Oh, is... Wow. God damn it, Berth. Well, you know what? As soon as I started hearing Mikey go, Berth, I was like, oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. But anyway, Dog what I was saying, show. God damn it. What I was saying, people think we're unprofessional. I, I disagree. Anyway. Um, no I think Nicholas so. Jackson is uh, is just severely underrated. I think I think ten goals for, from like uh, for a first season is is in a bad return already. And I think he is he's another one that when he plays, he does make the team better. Um, yeah, he isn't he isn't the the prettiest to watch at times, but he's a, he is a workhorse. He brings other players into play. Um, and again, you look at Drogba's first. I'm not saying he's a big Didier Drogba, but you look at Drogba's first season. He didn't get that great of a goal return, and Jackson's on course to beat that. So I think he's a player that you've got to give time, and he will just get better and better. Yeah, that's fair. Um, losers, I've got two. Anyone else got more than two? I've got. I've three. got two as well. I've got two. Chris, I've got three. 
Yeah, oh, yeah I swear to God. Chris. If you said five, then <laughs> Chris, Chris, I have nine. Chris, go go with your your third. Go on, go with one. I'll let you lead. Uh, Malo Gusto. Yeah, he was oh. more. Um, he was one of them. Thought he was horrendous in the first half, and the, probably probably why he got subbed off. It, he was really poor on the ball. Still okay defensively, to be fair to him, but on the ball, I thought he was awful. First touch, terrible. Passing was off. He just he, he seemed like he was really fatigued. I think that's that, that's why I'd let him off because he was he seemed like someone who the cup final really took it out of his legs. And probably if we had other options, probably wouldn't have started. Um, yeah. That's why I didn't include him as a loser for me. It's just yeah. like, I, I felt that there were just enough circumstances to be like, eh, you know, yeah. does he deserve it? It's but fair still, enough, because he was poor. I, I, do think, I, I do think even with all that, though, against a championship team, I still think you should be better than that. Yeah, you, you're right. There's not an excuse. Uh, did did Berth have him as well? I did have him as well, yeah. I, I totally agree. He, oh. he, he just looks... He look, I've been meeting myself again, have I? You can hear me, can't you? Yeah, 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 can, yeah. we can hear you. No, that's, all, that's all good. That's all good. Um, I'm just saying, yeah, he's um, he did look tired, um, but I thought he looked quite tired in the in the Carabao Cup final. To be fair, um, mm. but I can't probably too disappoint him because he's had a really good breakout season this year, and um, he, I think people forget how young he is. I say every week, but he's he's only 20 years old. He's going to have these games where he's not quite at it. Um, mm. And Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. To be fair to them, we haven't talked about, it, but they played very well last night. They're a very, very good team. Very energetic. Very yeah. They, oh yeah, they can quickly. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I do think that um, they're a hard team to when they get going. So you know, it wasn't an easy game, but I think yeah, he was very sloppy in possession. Mm. Um, defend okay, like Chris said, but yeah, just wasn't his usual dynamic self going forward. I didn't think so. Right, my first loser is actually. Robert Sanchez. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He was my second. He was my second. Oh, you will all have a good reason, I know. But for me, my man, Georgie Petrovic, doesn't need to be worried about his starting spot at Chelsea because nope. he is number one goalkeeper. You know, people might try to sugarcoat it, but let's call it like it is. Sanchez's passing game, it's not great. Not even close. Yeah. Nope. And that, that first pass. It's a dreadful pass, first of all. It's right to Desarce's feet. He's under pressure straight away. And that was one of the many head scratchers during that Leeds game and in, in previous games as well. And credit credit to Poch for giving him a chance. That's that's what good coaches do. You know, they have to. They give their players a chance to shine. But I kind of feel that when Sanchez is between the sticks, you kind of feel the tension in the de- the defence because yeah. they're, on a, they're a bit on edge. They're second-guessing what they're doing. Because of him. And that's no way to play, in my opinion. No, I totally agree. You're absolutely spot on, Mikey, because what really annoys me about all the discourse around Sanchez is that people go, oh, yeah, you know, we'd be so much better with Sanchez. People, I've heard genuinely people say that we'll be so much better with Sanchez because he's much better with his feet, so we'll be able to play out from the back better. But, like, that doesn't matter if you concede an extra goal every game. Like, yeah. Like for me, and to be honest, like I know Petrovic isn't the best with his feet. Nobody's going to pretend he is, but at least he's a good shot stopper. And to be honest, I don't think he's that much different to to Sanchez. Sanchez, like I don't dislike the guy, but he makes too many risks in in the in the in, in the defensive third. For me, he's just 
just really, really casual as a keeper. And, and I still can't believe we spent 25 million quid on him. I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Petrovic is our guy. He's a starter. No questions. Has to be. He just has yeah. to be. Right. Who's got another loser? I'm all out. No, I only had the oh. two. I only had the two. They've already been Chris, is, Chris has got six. Uh, Ollie, what's one of yours? <laughs> I've got Chris two. Chris got starting 11. <laughs> oh. I've got two. Ollie, uh, go on. I'm going to go with uh, Raheem Sterling. Uh, yeah, you know, I see that. This guy drives me. I can't think of a, another player at Chelsea that drives me more up the wall at the moment than, than Raheem Sterling. Like, I've never seen such a mm. golf in ability and effort and pay in the Premier League in like my entire existence because like he's just so lazy he's the laziest player I've ever watched play for us I think he just he just refuses to track back I can't imagine by under in any circumstance Pochettino isn't asking him to do this but he he just will not track back and it leaves people open all the time and when he's sloppy in in the final third as well he gives the ball away and then he just wanders off like it, it's like you have to do your job for the team, and it and it it just drives me absolutely crazy that the fact that he gets paid as much as he does to be as bad as he is. I mean, well, I mean, what 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 do you think on that, Chris? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with it. Um, still got an assist, to be fair to him. Mm. Um, that's you know, he's going to score a brace at the weekend, isn't he? Like, it's uh, <laughs> that's but, the most annoying yeah, I, part. I, I do think the. Um, I do think the lack of cracking back thing, though, he, you are absolutely right there, Ali. I do think that is hurting us a lot. He he does leave the left back, hangs the left back out to dry most of the time. And and who was Gilchrist, by the way, playing in his, best, yeah, his first ever performance? It happened. It happened at Anfield a couple of weeks ago when um, Connor Bradley was giving us all sorts of problems, and Sterling just didn't track him. And it's like. You've got to take the responsibility there for someone of his age and experience has got to take the responsibility and think, I just need to sit in here a little bit for for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to start reading, you know, the flow of the game and just thinking, I need to help the fullback here. Even if the his even if it, his instruction is stay further up the pitch, you've yeah. got to read the you've got to read the game yourself and you have to make decisions on the pitch as a player. You can't mm-hmm. be walked through a game. And I do think Sterling He's not really leading by example like he should be for a player of his age and experience. Mm. Uh, my final mm. loser was just the commentary. Because I will tell you this, listeners, the second half of that match, as a British viewer in the UK, uh, I I had to hit the mute button because Lee Dixon was acting like he was doing hard time without parole. I mean, come on, it was a football match, not a prison sentence. And then he was just so miserable the whole second. He was just miserable. I felt sorry for Clive Tilsley because he was just having to, every time Clive said something got beat or positive, Lee Dixon was just sort of like, no, I'm going to put you down there. And then to cap it off, we got the modern day nonsense of, well, we know when Chelsea lose, it's all, hey, they spent 200 million on that midfield. But when we win, they gave the player of the match to the losing side and they were like, well, he was up against a two hundred pound million pound midfield. I mean, what, what? Look, what in the world kind of double standards that? You know, <laughs> you're playing a game of make believe there. I'm not buying it. I don't. You can't have both ways. And for some reason, commentary they bloody love saying two hundred million midfield and one billion pound spent squad. They really <laughs> Can I love just saying say- it. Oh yeah, that that is getting really annoying. Can I just say on the because I've seen a lot of people today moaning about the man the uh, man in a match thing. 
I don't have a problem with that. It actually oh, winds yeah. me. It, it actually winds me up whenever I watch a Premier League game that the man of the match has to come from the team that wins because the man of the match is who was the best player on the pitch. It's not who won the game, and yeah. I do think like a lot of the time mm-hmm. the best player on the pitch doesn't win the game. So I had no problem with him giving man of the match to that Archie Gray because I actually did think he was the best player on the pitch, um, especially second half. Mm-hmm. I just think they've got to stop bringing up the price thing. Like the billion pound squad thing is that's how much we paid for them. They're not not worth that we all know that they're not even worth a quarter of that let's be honest so I, that that is just pointless and keep bringing up the 200 million pound midfield i don't know what difference that makes it, it wouldn't make a difference if they was if we paid 20 million for them would it like the result would still yeah, be the same i yeah. don't know mm. the, the price thing is just it's just something now it's like a go-to commentary it's like listening to commentary on on fifa like it's just the same thing <laughs> yeah, over yeah, and over they're again. just using so it as a stick to it. beat us with and it's really annoying yeah. like and yeah. what what i hope what i hope pochettino is doing I don't think he's doing this, but I, what I hope he's doing <laughs> is, is like he's taking all the clippings and all the like the video clips and stuff from all of the commentators and pundits and journalists and all of that saying, you know, millions of pounds and bottle jobs and their shit and the, all of this stuff. And then, you know, all of the negative energy. And I want him to have post it all around the dressing room because that will that will for- cause a togetherness. Mm. He's going to say, you have to prove them wrong. You have yeah. to. Right, and, yeah. and and the players will respond to that because nobody wants to be called like nasty stuff, you know, no. like to the world. They, they, you know, they want to be able to prove them wrong, and they need yeah. to. Right, let's round our losers off. Go for it. Anyone got any more? I've not got any I've more. Got two. I've got go, two. Go on, go on then, go on, Chris. They're only quick. To be fair, uh, I got Ben Chilwell. Um, just thought it was another poor game from him. Again, sloppy on the ball, not brilliantly, not brilliant defensively. I just. He's going for a real phase at the minute, Chilwell, where you just think, is he actually any good? Sometimes he looks decent. Sometimes he looks awful. Mm. And he's just going for a real bad time at the minute. I I don't think he's fully recovered um, back to the level that we know he can be. And my last one's um, Trevor Chalobah. Yeah, he was my last one. Yeah, Jesus Christ. He is absolutely awful. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know what I don't know what's happened. <clears throat> I don't know what's happened to him because I thought un- under Tuckle I actually thought he was decent. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but oh my god! I know he's minute, had seven months out or whatever. Shit. I know he's had like stupid amount of time out or whatever. But there are other players who've had a lot of time out, and when they've come back into the squad, they've not stunk up the gaff that badly. It, yeah. You know, he, he you know he was un- a bit unlucky against City. I thought um, when the goal deflected in off him, like the equaliser from Rodri. Mm. Um, you know, I think he might have been at fault for a, a goal in the game after that, but um, you know, he certainly just was all over the place at times, and he yeah. really looks like a player who is probably going to be off in the summer. Probably, yeah. He's got to he's got to stop throwing his head at shots though, because he's he's got away with it twice now, where he's nearly put it in. Like either get in the way or or move. Don't 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 just throw <laughs> something at it last <laughs> minute. Yeah, right. Emojis. Uh, I went with the lemon because I look like I've been sucking Pochi's lemons because we won. I'm not happy. Sour <laughs> Don't face. say it like that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, look, we won. We yeah. won. We got through. That That's the important thing, isn't it? I, you know. That, that's what, what about ex- you lot? I've got the same, in the same vein, mine's just a tick. You know, we've just yeah, done it. Yeah, that's all fair, we needed. Like, uh, on to Leicester. Mm. Um, I, I just put a thumbs up. I just think that sort of sums it up. Just a nice, simple, yeah, well done. Yeah. Thumbs up. Chris. Yeah. Shrug. 
Yeah. It's yeah. classic. It's classic. It works. It's, mm. it's, oh. it's tried and tested. You know? Those of you playing bingo at home, cross that one off. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good shrug? It's like, yeah. Right. Lion of the week. And uh, Lions in the midweek were, this is good. This is good. Palmer. Yeah, he, he, yeah, okay, I did all right. Someone said Gusto. Who that said? Me, I think. Who said Sanchez? Oh, uh, that was me. Oh, no. Oh, oh bloody oh, hell. That's oh, a man. terrible show. That's <laughs> terrible. Anyway. I'll take the L on that one. <laughs> we're out on the road again. We're taking on the bees of Brentford. And who are you choosing? Um, I'm going to go with Nicholas Jackson, straight off the bat. I like it. Oh, I good, like it. Good shout. I'm going to go with uh, Connor Gallagher. Uh, hopefully he does well. Okay. I've got Nodimadueke, well. my man. I'm happy with the wheel today. Nice. What about you? Um, I'm going to go with Kaiseido. Oh, nice. Another, like so it won't be a quiet performance. It'll be quite loud. Heavy metal. I was yeah. going to say, we've all picked attackers, <laughs> like midfielders and attackers. Usually we have at least one of us as a pessimist and just yeah, picks a defender or the keeper. Yeah. <laughs> right. I've got, it's Christmas questions and... You know, we've got, I've combined this sort of two and stroke kind of three. But so first up, I've got John who's asking, it seems like our midfield is starting to produce. Do you feel the same? Produce what? Lemons? Um, <laughs> I'm guessing to play well, get uh, well, um, you know, the vibe, everyone's thing sort of, is, you know, right, producing I, good, good play. I, I, I do think they are. Caicedo is getting better. Enzo's having more of an impact going forward with goals and assists. And Gallagher's also getting goals. Gallagher's the best of the three by far, mm-hmm, but it is mm-hmm. st- it is slowly starting to come together. So they are all still young players. You got to give them time, but it is starting to gel slowly. Mm. That midfield is really starting to look more balanced now between the three of them. I must say, yeah, yeah. Chris, I actually couldn't disagree anymore if I tried. <laughs> I, I think, oh, no. I think, I'm ready. I think Gallagher's playing really well individually. I think Caicedo's playing playing well. <laughs> no, oh, we know where this is going. Oh, don't we? <laughs> I think. Wonder what's going to happen I, here. I think Enzo's doing okay individually, oh. but I think as a balance in that midfield, it's all over the place. I'd, the the Caicedo Enzo pivot doesn't work. Because they got outplayed last night by a championship team. Their midfield looked more comfortable than ours did. So that's a championship team. We're talking about top level Premier League teams. They the problem I have with our midfield is they do not control the game at all. When we're a goal up, they don't slow the tempo down. When we're a goal behind, they don't speed it up. We have no control mm. over the game in midfield. And that's why I think we look so open defensively. And it probably is why we look a little bit better going forward, to be fair, because they're not they're, they're, they're taking a few more risks, but it's risks when we're a goal up and mm. you think, well, you just need to slow it down now. They don't change the tempo of the game. I, I still think there's a long way to go before that, that midfield would be something to take us forward. It's, it's okay. a fair criticism, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. However, I do feel like it has improved, regardless of that. I feel like okay. at the start of the season it was all. It over. Couldn't have got a lot worse. Well, but it, it really was all over the place, and it, yeah, but it couldn't. It could have gotten a lot less better. <laughs> yeah, right. that, yeah, that's fair. I'm going to combine John's second question with Julian's because they're very similar, and I just felt they just worked well together as a question. How do you feel about Mudrick? I still feel he looked mediocre, and mm. then Julian added 
onto this with thoughts on Mudrick's game time. 43 appearances, two full games. Yeah, needs more minutes, for sure. Needs more minutes, more consistent minutes. And I understand you can't give him to him, like, as a charity, you've got to earn it. But I do feel like the more he plays, the better he'll get. I just just can't give up on Mudrick, and I feel like what he doesn't have, you can teach him, and what he does have, you can't teach as a player. Like, And he just... I just feel it in my soul that he's going to be successful here. The, th- the thing is, though, and Chris mentioned it earlier, you can see why managers don't pay him for the full 90 minutes because he would... Uh, he had, well, I mean, I haven't got much hair left, but he might want to tear my hair out, to be honest with you, if I was yeah. his manager, because he's one of them players that he's got all the talent, all the raw ability, but some of the things he does and some of the positions he takes up and decisions, it is so frustrating to watch at times. There is a player in mm. there. Okay. It's just so, so frustrating. I just, at I just think, especially in a season like this one, where we're not particularly doing well in the league and, and stuff like that, like, isn't this the perfect time to give him like a consistent run of games and just see if he can mm. like pick up his form? I, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm just really uh, upset with Sterling at the moment, and that's why I don't want him to play as much and I want Mudrick to play more. But I just <laughs> feel like you've, you can get much more out of playing Mudrick consistently now than you can out of Sterling. Okay. I think. I think what's killed Mudrick though is the fact that we've—he's he, been so shit on the left. Yeah. And if you're saying Ooh. that he's better as a ten, he's not going to get in the team ahead of Gallagher at the minute. So he's—he's mm. he's really done. He's really brought this on himself by not being able mm. to play on the left mm. like he should be able to. Like, I mean, it's, hopefully it's the one of them where last night gives him some confidence. Uh, like, that's yeah, the, yeah, the massive yeah, confidence player. What I would say is like. Two starts in forty-three games isn't enough. Not not when you consider that the people in front of him as well and, haven't and exactly his set lack the of world development up to this stage as well. Like he's twenty-three mm. and he has less minutes than Hudson Odoi. But this is why yeah, I, yeah. I think I do think next season. I think the only way you get good development out of Mudrick is loan him out, loan him out mm. to somewhere where he's going to play. Okay. Dortmund would be ideal, I think. Mm. Right, one time, one time a week. Loan army carousel. Do it. Uh, but I, I did it all for last week as well. So yes, I you need to bounce bloody back. did. The, <laughs> but the category, back. hey, the category is a really positive thing. I felt because of recent developments with Chelsea, it is at the category is League Cup finals. <laughs> so oh. there have been 35 editions of the League Cup finals since 1990. But how many of the teams that competed in those finals can you name? There are 24 because obviously some got there more than once. So we're going to go, we'll go, we'll go. Berth, Ollie, and Chris. So, okay, right. Hmm. Chelsea. They've been in it. I'm going to count. They've been in it eight times. Uh, Liverpool. Eight times again, I think. Yes. Man City. Six. Um, Arsenal. Four. Newcastle. Once. That was lucky. Man United. They were in it last season. (laughs) They've been in it the most with nine. Um, Aston Villa. Hasn't been said already, has it? Four times. They're good. Spurs. Uh, Spurs have been in it five times. I'm going to go over a rogue one now. Middlesbrough. Three yeah. times back to back, ninety seven, ninety eight as well. And and you know what? I think in 04 they played Bolton Wanderers. They did indeed. Yeah, what twice, twice they've been in the final. Southampton. Once. 
<laughs> that was a good one. Gabby Adini didn't didn't Gabby Adini get it? <laughs> think get so. like two goals, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh oh, I might be confusing this with you. No. Oh. Swansea. <gasps> Once oh. and they won it. Chris. Um I'm gonna go with their rivals, Cardiff. Cardiff once. That was the other team I was thinking of. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like who was good back in the day. Like Forest. Yeah, twice, yeah. Yeah. London, aren't they? Uh Bradford. Yes. Yeah. They beat uh, Swansea beat on Yeah. <laughs> um Sunderland. Once. It's going well here. Everton? Oh, well, he's out. He's out. He's out. Ah. Chris, can you keep oh. in? I'm glad he. I'm glad he said that because that was what I was going to say. Oh. Um, uh, trying to think back to some of the older. Burst getting excited now. Yeah, yeah. I think, so. I, think, I, I think. I think. I think Burst. I think going to win this. I'm going to say. Oh, Molly is so good. Blackburn. Once. Oh. Um, um, 2002. I'm going to go for Wigan. Wigan once 2006. I do not remember that. No, I don't. I don't remember them being in a league cup final. I remember the FA Cup final. Um, I'll go with uh, Crystal Palace. Oh, and Berth's a winner. He's oh, well, uh, Cat, B- Berth, can you name any of the finals? Um, I had one more in my head. Uh, no, sorry, two more. I think one's Leeds. Yes, 96. Oh, and I think Leeds, I've got yeah, a real rogue one. I don't know if it's the FA Cup or what. Tranmere one. 2000. That, yes. I'm out now. Oh, out now. You, were, you, you didn't have Birmingham City, which was twice, oh, 01 and 11. Yeah, yeah. right. They all beat three, Arsenal. All three, all three Come of you on. specifically. Wrong. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, Leicester City, 97, 99 and 2000. Oldham Athletic did it in 1990. And Sheffield Wednesday in 91 93. So oh, it was pretty good. Where Wednesday would have been. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, that, was, that, that was a good one. I'm yeah. proud of you. You Better did well. Week, anyway. You did well compared yeah. to last week. Yeah. yeah. That was. <laughs> that's the thing is you've yeah. got to do well in these. Otherwise, you just look an idiot to thousands of people. <laughs> we, we do that on a basis anyway. Yeah. Basis. That's true. Right. We're at the end of another episode. Thank you for listening. Treat yourself well. We'll be back on Monday. We've got a double game review. We've got Brentford. And I believe the women's team are also in action. They're back from the international break against Leicester. Big game. Hopefully, hopefully the injuries aren't going to hit us too hard on that. But we'll see. Hopefully, two wins to talk about on Monday. So till then, that's us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.